Kaysan, and hello. Welcome to Nordic Insights, where I introduce you to high-achieving Nordics and Nordic-inspired people with niche expertise in business, lifestyle, education, innovation, tech, travel, and more. I'm your host, Satu Raunola, a Finn passionate about all things Nordic, as well as yoga, running, sustainability, well-being, and great coffee. Listen in for some tips on Nordic approaches to a happier and more holistic business and personal life. Join me to explore Nordic common sense and trends in this complex world. This podcast is delivered to you every Wednesday. This is part two of my conversations with Marianne, where she describes her daily life as a teacher and some pros and cons of today's Finnish education system. So what so what is your typical day like as a teacher? I go to school around eight or nine and then I meet my colleagues and welcome the teachers to the, the, the students to the classroom and then we try to do something fun for grouping that generates like good team spirit some games or plays and every lesson I try to have something fun where they have to maybe move a little bit or do some experiments in chemistry doing ha- using hands and some experimental substances and then if it's a math lesson I try to give also open-ended tasks where they have to think that it's not everything there at the books. We use also books a lot and then some lectures as well. But I tried it to be, I, I my passion is to make it very uh, variable and to let the students affect on what we do. So sometimes I feel like it doesn't matter if I decide which tasks they are doing because I cannot control their learning. I can give seeds, but I don't. I cannot control it. So I might say that here are this is our topic, and you can see there are different kind of. You can choose between some, some different kind of tasks, and then you can, you can yourself decide which of these you do you want to do. That do you want to more only like read and write, or would you like to do a video or something? Some projects that we have been doing are gardening, uh, planting some potatoes, peas, onions. Then we have done some demonstrations because our school was moldy. The indoor air was bad, so we did demonstrations with the children. And then the local parliament led us to change a building to an old bank house, which was a little bit funny, but there we are still. We also play a lot of games outdoors and That's about it. And you said that you also use books. So how much do you actually use textbooks and how much do you use technology? Maybe like 50-50 or we use, it depends on a teacher. Sometimes we only use books, but sometimes just searching knowledge from internet and making project work based on this knowledge and also some fun games or some web pages that have interaction Do you think that today, because so much technology is used both to study and outside school, it's more beneficial 
effect than the negative effect today. We talk about a lot about how harmful that uh, children use too much too much technology. They're all all day on their mobile phones. So, what are your thoughts about that? Technology is uh, good to use, but not too much. And you should always think pedagogically. How is it really beneficial for the students at the moment? There are so many variable ways to use technology, and if teachers have enough time, we could use it for self-evaluation, peer evaluation, different kinds of assessments. But I also think that traditional teaching is also very important. So it's hard to answer. It, it depends on how how inside you are in these technologies and it consumes a lot of energy and time from teachers as well to all the time adapt to new technologies. It also gives us many good perspectives you can connect to the world like anywhere you can see how people are living in different kind of places and you can understand big complex issues much better so both are needed the teaching traditional teaching and meeting students and asking how are they doing I, at school i'm all the time worried are they students feeling well and doing well in their lives. Education in Finland uh, has been for years and years we've been world leaders in education and this PISA research and the results been very encouraging but few years for now we not been on the top and there are some new challenges that uh, are affected in education and those results and one thing that as I understand is the inequality when it comes to socioeconomic differences in families and their effect directly to outcomes in education. That's true. That's very worrying development and we are aware of it. No, it should be addressed already in the early years of your educational path when you are six years old and you start preschool and when you start school at seven years old then you already the teachers should be very sensitive to this issue that the socioeconomical background has started to have a bigger uh, the support that we can give to the students should be addressed too. It's it's not an easy easy issue. The tests and results are showing that children coming from poorer families have more challenges in education and they not necessarily get so good results than those who are coming from a, a more affluent families. Mm, that's true and they also like half of those kids who come from poorer families They don't see themselves studying in higher education. So instead, the students who have better socioeconomical families, they, they see themselves that, that they, they will have higher education. So this kind of trust on yourself, that's that's something that we, we can try to fix as teachers, that we, we should create the self-believance in everyone. What are the plans to try to improve this situation that's like a governmental issue to address money for supporting weaker students and that's also there are many kinds of issues that some diagnostics of learning problems are increasing and also boys are focused that they they don't want to read that much as than girl girls and get worse worse grades and There are many kinds of issues also in Finnish schools, which all the time are focused by the government and 
let's see what happens now to the efforts and money because of COVID-19 and this economical crisis. So what kind of support in general are provided to those children who have learning difficulties at school? We mainly give them extra lessons. So that's the first thing. I can give individual uh, teaching for these students that need it immediately when I, when, I, when I notice that. I can also contact their homes and parents and advise them or meet those parents. And But after all, I don't know how much you can do. You, you just try to discuss with this child and try to support them. It is so that in Finnish schools that those kids with learning difficulties, they get a lot of more attention than those students that are highly talented. So many times the highly talented students get no special treatment, but the students with learning difficulties really, they are in focus. And then we have some not master degree helping people at school as well. So some students get all the time private help from from an adult who helps them. And you also mentioned now that boys today learn differently than girls. And it seems like boys have more challenges in, in learning than girls have today. Yeah, that's been no it's it's been under discussion and comes out of the research being done. It is that we need to focus on what kind of texts are we giving to the children for reading that it it would be interesting for boys as well and um, the attitudes that how can we explain the boys that even though it feels for you that you don't need good grades how this ambition and motivation gets you further in life somehow trying to create this inner motivation in boys as well more however we also think that it's a little bit dangerous to start to speak about boys and girls because everyone is after all individual so this kind of speech is not present at schools i wouldn't tell the classroom that okay boys are better in mathematics and girls are better in reading no we just try to understand as educators that there are sectors which affect like it's also economical background uh, or sometimes this kind of diagnosis and also being a boy might be a little bit challenging when you are a teenager and we have to be just aware of that. So your award as a most innovative science teacher of the year was awarded by Luma Can you tell us a bit about what is LUMA Finland? LUMA is a network of Finnish universities under the Ministry of Education and they focus on mathematics, science and technology in general. They are present in most of the cities and organize activities for children and also are connected to teacher training. They organize teacher training for in-service and pre-service teachers and yeah, it's a wide organization. So it is really the umbrella for the Finnish educational system. Yeah, for in terms of science, math and biology, geography. The key driver for me was to understand that what educational topic 
ever could be more important than the quality and sufficiency of natural resources on the earth. I mean that my passion is to somehow through education to think that how can we solve these challenges together and create sustainable welfare for everyone with the help of science, chemistry, physics, math, biology, geography. So my book collected practical examples from Finnish schools. How can we address climate change in basic education or how can we talk about mining or forestry or water issues? And this book I did 2016 and after this we have done also a lot of other things. What what are your kind of your biggest challenges in your life as a teacher? Uh, one of the challenges is that we don't know what to do for these complex issues and you have to be kind of honest with this fact that sometimes you don't know and you feel frustrated, you feel that can we even solve these problems, you might feel miserable. It is also challenging to somehow live with the fact that we can't control the learning, even though how much you put effort, some students learn better than others. And I also care about my students very much, so I think them sometimes too much. And then it causes stress, because after all, it's their life and their situation, so it's not possible to help everybody so well. And so far, what do you think have been your biggest achievements? Uh, my achievements are, of course, it's a big achievement to get an award and to do a PhD research and study so much and have experience from many schools with different age of age of students. But of course, having also own kids two boys that's very great achievement and having nice family and just living a life where you can be free and somehow honest to yourself and and also satisfied with less i mean i don't need that much for being happy so what is your life like living in lapland with your lovely family you're you're obviously focusing on a very sustainable way of living We are living there in Lapland in a small wooden house in the forest and there is the national park next to it and old forests and clean rivers and a lot of snow and polar arctic light. During the winter it's dark and during the summer sun shines all day long, all, all night long. So life there is very simple. We mainly just are, we are outdoors a lot and I try to pick berries from the nature during the autumn and meet those people who are there around. I try not to use too much internet to stay a little bit calmer and not too rushy. So life there is much more simple than it is in the cities because in the cities you have so many opportunities all the time. You can go to the movies or swimming halls or do something very fancy but there you just enjoy the nature with ordinary people and it doesn't matter background doesn't matter that much because the love for the nature connects us you teach you have a family and you also run your own company edugem can you tell about what does edugem do 
EduChimps offers help for teachers and parents and high-quality Finnish research-based online education. We focus on STEAM, science, sustainability issues, and supporting 21st century skills. The children part is coming up because now we are switching everything to online. Before COVID, we were arranging camps for the children. At the moment, we are very excited to launch courses for teachers, which are online. You can find them from our webpage, educhems.fi. We have also Facebook page and Instagram, Educhems Finland. Uh, yes, that's the that's the goal and. Now we are just launching our first ones based on all this research I've done and all this experience. So anyone from anywhere of the world, if you are a teacher, you can join your online programs. Great. Thank you. That's very exciting news for, I'm sure, many parents and teachers around the world considering the quality of the Finnish education. Thank you very much, Marianne. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for uh, joining me today. And of course, enjoy the midsummer. You too. Thank you, Satu. It was a pleasure. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would appreciate if you would leave a quick rating and review. You can also find Nordic Insights on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Voi hyvin, hade sopra, take care.